this chapter on Hump Day. You think so? Oh, for the hump that didn't happen. The dry hump. It's uh, (laughs) someday. It's Wednesday in September. We're a Game of Thrones podcast named Game of Bones. Pleasure to have you all with us today. Thank you for joining us on this Wednesday episode where we talk about Theon Greyjoy in his never-ending quest for, or in his ongoing quest for the approval of his father. We talked about lots of things north of the wall on Monday. Selena's not here with us. The boys are here. And Eric, I feel like when there's three of us on a Theon chapter, there's one less person to be like, Eric, I don't agree. So this is a good thing for you today. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, the, my, my, my greatest fear is actually missing one of these Theon chapters, uh, and just, and just having the, the, the hate, uh, you know, grow like a cloud among the room. But, uh, yeah, no, it's good. I'm glad to be here, uh, with you guys. And, and look, I, I think we can all agree. Uh, from reading this chapter this week that Theon gets kind of a rough deal and it's really not at any point anything he could have done a little differently, I don't think. But uh, maybe I'll argue that point a little later on. I'm interested, though, has your perspective of him changed at all now? Having read two chapters, you get to see uh, how he is really underneath the uh, the character that we've seen for you know three seasons on the television show, but... You get a lot more insight into how his mind works, Eric. Well, I got to say, like, for now, Micah, it just kind of, I want to say, solidifies the reason, a lot of things about why I like him. Um, only because he, you know, yes, what he does in this chapter is fairly grotesque. But once he finds out about it, he is just as disgusted, um, you know, and, and I think that's that's what matters is once once the big reveal happens, once he discovers that this woman he's been talking to, courting, fondling this whole chapter has actually been his sister. He is just as upset with himself and ashamed and angry with her. He thinks she's sick, you know, as I think would be normal. And 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 so I don't think any less of him, I guess, knowing that he was legitimately attracted to this woman who it turns out was his sister for you know, most of this chapter. Yeah, there's a lot of back and forth between the two of them, and and you could argue that she's just as culpable in in this as he is. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you, what do you think? What did you guys think thinking of? <laughs> I mean, just kind of because we're in his head. So uh, I guess you had already known this, and and the the show did kind of spoil it for me because you know I didn't realize at first that this woman and you know with him was going to be. It's going to turn into the scene that was obviously a little a little bit earlier. I think it was when he first arrives at Pike. What I took away from it, though, is that she was really just trying to get a feel for him, no pun intended, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and get an idea of what her brother had become. You know, what kind of man is he? And you know, there's that great line actually that ends the chapter where you know she said that she liked him better when he was nine years old mm-hmm. uh and i think it just goes to show you that maybe a lot of what she heard about him over the years resonated very strongly with the way that he acted with the things that he said with the things that he did and i really deep down inside i think that she wanted to find that her brother maybe hadn't changed all that much from the kid that he was um which you know it, I don't know that you can necessarily expect that because he's gone away to live with another family for the better part of his life and he's grown into who he is. And I thought there was just a lot of good dialogue between the two of them and a, and a lot of cunning on the part of um, Asha, Asha to to really get down to who Theon is as as an individual. 
Yeah. I mean, Asha was fabulous. I think she's been one of my favorite characters I've read in this book so far. She was she was tough. She was leagues and leagues more intelligent than Theon, which just made me laugh this entire chapter. Because even if I hadn't been spoiled by the show, knowing that this was someone that it wasn't regarding to the girl that Theon is sexually assaulting, I'm going to have to say that it was fairly obvious that this was going to happen from the beginning of the chapter, just the way she was handling the situation and all of her questions that were so leading. I mean, at one point on their ride toward Pike, he was literally asked specifically about <laughs> Rob Stark, and he just started mouthing off all these things that, you know, a certain amount of time ago was there were trade secrets. Yeah. Now it's just normal conversational piece because now he's in Pike and he's ready to do whatever it takes to become this prince that he is. And he's kind of sad to learn that this place isn't really like that. It's not like Winterfell. And even then he didn't really have much insight on what was actually happening in Winterfell because this guy kind of lives in his own dreamed up idiotic head just ordering people around and bragging about horses that he's riding that he didn't pay for i don't know it's just hilarious to me that this 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 charmless egotistical self-centered insecure person literally believes he can just show up at this place 10 years later and start ordering people around you know riding up to people i'm prince theon do you want to join my boat that was named the sea bitch five minutes ago by this girl that i just met and of course the person doesn't want to because he has his own ship like eight times the size i don't know i'm just i sound bitter but selena's not here and so i'm coming from the angle of well, what the fuck were you thinking just, theon yeah no and eric asked for your thoughts so it's only fair that you, hey, uh, hey i'm not well, i'm liking that. this this is good this is good this is fuel I, she was very well, leading, nothing though. is good about this nothing I can't is good no, no no what is good is what i mean asha come on i'm even gonna admit this theon got owned and it was hardcore by Asha here. Her plan was perfectly executed. Absolutely perfectly executed. And how, however, it does make me feel sympathy for him. Uh, you know, he gave, he gave away all of his secrets, which, which I guess I should think, oh yeah, he's stupid for doing that. Um, but she knew kind of just how to get to him. And, you know, I want to focus more on what attracted to him to her because how could she have known? I mean, what he really, wanted was uh, a more dominant woman you know who, who who thinks like that you know she smelled like home you know it's like oh salt and iron and he's because all into she's that. your sister that's how I she know. smelled like home i know but it was so unconscious it was it was subconscious his you know desire for her. and 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 so i just <laughs> thought that it was yes it's it's kind of an interesting topic to be discussing especially at length um but really what he just wants is uh, his, his, to, to be able to give him his destiny. Um, I think, but you know, what I wanted to talk about though, that has to do with Asha is that, you know, part of the reason that she's getting this information from him and she does it so deftly and promisingly is that, uh, she sees him as a rival and he is, he is very much a rival being the male heir, uh, to the throne. She wants to know exactly how to undo him. Mm. And really, I think by the end of this chapter is, is really Theon's complete, undoing in front of everybody at pike uh you know that little stunt that asha pulls with the sword with the axe i mean uh you know at dinner and <laughs> cuts his meal in half and his plate and everything right in front of him he is emasculated and he is completely ridiculed in in front of everybody and, and he kind of just doesn't know how to deal with it correctly well i don't think it was an asha's plan to 
take down Theon because she sees him as a rival. I believe she sees him as at first, you know, I think she was rather congenial, but you know, Theon gives a little bit of time to himself to start talking and then immediately people start disliking him because he's arrogant, he's egotistical, he's just kind of barking things around where he has no place to be barking. And hmm. I think in her mind, she just wanted to sit him down a few notches, just like, I'm going to cut your your goblet, everything that you have in front of you, I'm going to cleave it in two with this axe, this dude over here who was throwing axes uh, just threw to me. And everyone's going to laugh, including our father, the king now of the Iron Islands and of Pike. And I don't know. It's just... I feel like she's one of the more grounded people we've met in the story so far. And this is less of I'm trying to take over you and this is an evil thing. This to me seems more brother and sister and more harmless than most of the problems we've seen between people that are kinned in this book so far. Yeah. She's not trying to kill him. No, no, definitely not. There's that moment too, when they're riding back up uh, to Pike and she, she references, well, you know, you have all these family members that could potentially take the throne. What do you think of them? And he basically goes on to to bash his uncles. And he does all of them. That is not, you know, d- despite what Asha may think of them. I mean, at this point, we have no no clue who she is, even though we may guess based upon some of the things that are going on and the knowledge that she has. But you know, there's that moment also in this conversation when. He's talking about one of his uncles, Euron, and you know he he thinks that well. To be honest, he's half a stranger here. Uh, you know, the Ironborn would never seat a stranger in the sea stone chair. And then, for a moment, he thinks about himself and he says, "Well, hold on a second. I'm kind of a stranger here too. So, am I really any better off than my uncles are? At least this particular uncle." Yeah, I mean, there is that. Moment. I didn't know if it was conscious or if it was unconscious where I think it was George saying that uh, he should have realized that he was also a stranger. But it, it's just kind of... I was going to say, who the hell is George? <laughs> <laughs> like, where did, who's George? Where George? Was George riding with them somewhere? Yes, he yeah. was. George the horse? I wasn't sure that... Uh, George is the horse. I wasn't sure that um, that he actually thought that to himself because I think it was like one of the ways that the, the, the book was written. But I mean, the fact that he's mouthing off about his uncles to this, you know, strangers, like a shipwife or something, whatever she pretends to be, um, you know, and, and, and she is being given all this information straight into his, it, she found his vulnerability and, and worked it really hard, which is kind of, you just have to give hats off to, to Asha there. But uh, Theon, I guess he is stupid for uh, believing that he would be as welcome as somebody who has, has been here. And I think he's stupid for just kind of brushing off his, uh, his uncles, you know, as quickly as he does. But in doing so, Asha, you know, later revealed to be his sister, is also gaining that that much more insight into how he thinks and how wrong he is and and all this other stuff. So mm-hmm. she is gaining the upper hand. And I, I think it's it's more than just a sibling rivalry. I think it is tactical, you know, what she's doing because she does need to know in a short amount of time what kind of a man he is, but also what he thinks tactically about right. how he would control a siege. And, you know, by the end of the chapter, the orders are given and she's got the better job, you know, than than him. And I think at one point, Bale and Greyjoy refers to them as his sons, which is crazy, um, <laughs> you know, but but because she's clearly still a chick. But I mean, that's how ba- that's how enamored Balin is with with his daughter, 
with Asha. She's clearly proven herself. At the beginning of the chapter, we see her walking Theon from the docks, and he even himself is just like, hey, you're popular, pretty popular. <laughs> and at this point, he thinks that she's married to the top shipbuilder that is um, that reports to Balin Greyjoy. Mm-hmm. And so she just plays it and is able to keep this entire ruse going throughout the entire bit until they actually land at the castle. But this in, this entire thing made me uh, laugh almost in a way because if I were Theon, I would be thinking about how much I've just leveled down when we were hearing about the feast and how different the foods were. I know that's an extremely shallow thing to say, and this is his birthright, and the list goes on. But he pretty much said everything sucked except the onion pie or onion soup he ate at the end. I forget. <laughs> yeah. So it was like softcore food porn, George. I see what you did here. Well. You mentioned the other chapters, though, but I thought it was very similar to the brand chapter that we read recently and also Renly as well, because you're sitting around, you're seeing all of the the banners, all the families that are now you know strategically aligned with the Greyjoys, right. and it's another battle-type preparation chapter. But, you know, I, th- I think that Theon really slipped up in a number of different ways during his conversation on that lovely... Uh, horse ride up the mountain and through the forest to the castle but just the just the lack of respect that he had for his uncles and the the biggest mistake there there were two mistakes i thought that he really made one when you know they were talking about his uncle uh damp air and he said his god and mm. not our god yes yes right she caught that and the other one he really wasn't concerned about going to see his sick mother. You know, for the first time, we we really hear about his mother in the series, and he has no desire whatsoever to go and see her. And I think that that bothered Asha a lot. Asha is checking out the situation. She's really scooping into his brain because, like the other chapters, this is the strategy. This is the calm before the storm, before they move forward and start killing people essentially. So she wants to know more about her brother who technically, you know, is in line of succession of their kingdom. And I think she's disappointed. I think that deep down she knows that Theon is a good person and is so earnest to prove himself that he's just turned himself into kind of this just badly talking, arrogant prick where he's just assuming all of these things are going to come to him. And yet he doesn't hold the proper respect for the family that he is demanding to be a leader of, essentially. So this annoys her and pisses her off. And this is what kind of pushes the entire mood and the way that the family handles their dealings with Theon, giving him this much smaller task. But I mean, I think that clearly it could have been a lot worse and that the Greyjoys are... Now that we've finally read about them in the book and not just seeing them in the show, just getting the taste in my mouth, taking it out, holding it, examining it, and putting it back in, the Greyjoys uh, are cooler than I thought You know, from the show. They're better in the book, which obviously that's the case, but it's pretty cool to actually get over that hump on hump day and know these things, you know? <laughs> so you think the Greyjoys are cooler, but not the other? Well, I mean, ugh, no, he was worse in the book than he was in the show. I mean, he's <laughs> just, my cock is hard as a mast and all these terrible, terrible things. He's trying things. to impress her. That's what the Ironborn say to each other. To, no, it's know? not. Clearly that's what, not. That's what Theon tries to say to every girl that he meets. He's just, it's just, it's, I think it's less about him being a poisonous lech and it's more about him not having as much game as he thinks that he does, which yeah. isn't a bad thing. You know, it's just, he needs practice. Maybe you shouldn't practice on your sister. That's just a tip that I have <laughs> plenty more. The chapter really wraps up with Theon being given his task, which he is not too happy with. I know, Eric, you kind of alluded to this earlier, but basically, you know, he's being sent to do 
this this menial task. And not only that, but he has somebody who's going to be watching over him. So he can't even really command the people that he's going to be doing this with, right? So uh, he's sent with uh, Clefjaw, which is an awesome name, by the way. I think that <laughs> he should get an Owen just for having a badass name like that. Uh, it's a great name. But Asha's being sent to take uh, Deepwood Mott and you know Victarion, who's you really get the feeling is this badass warrior, you know, is is being sent out to take Moat Kalen. So all the battle plans are being laid out now here by Bell and Greyjoy, and it, to me, it really harkens back to the end of the last chapter when uh, you know Old Bear was talking about the fact that Winterfell is susceptible, and he Balin even says, "Well, you know, we can hold out. You know, we we can wait." Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, we're, and we can seal off Rob from the south with the Lannisters. So, you know, you're you're starting to see all of this take shape, even though it hasn't necessarily been implemented yet. We haven't seen everybody sort of go off, with the exception of Stannis ruining Renly's party. But right, you know, all the pieces of the puzzle now are starting to come together. It is interesting, and I think it's a pretty solid strategy because you know, essentially, what they're saying is Rob's going to try to go south. He's going to get choked because there's small crossings and a lot of people. And when he tries to come back north, here we going to be in our pirate ship. So you know, <laughs> that's right. Good plan. It's a good plan. And uh, Balin seems pretty confident that all of the decent fighters have all left their castles. But but I don't think that he's wrong because it is Rob's war. Um. You know, and all the bannermen have been been called. So I don't know. He sees an opportunity, and and he's going to take it. It's it's quite frightening, actually, that somebody like him exists. Just you know, he done. He's essentially done nothing. Um, he rebelled a long time ago, so people are kind of weary about him. But since then, he hasn't done anything, and now he's just kind of been biding his time. And now he's got you know the the warriors and and kind of the opportunity to do it. Yeah, it's so interesting. This world is so vast, but when we finally get to meet other families, we learn that, you know, this place is populated. There are several different kinds of people and several different families. They have deep allegiances with the people that they are aligned with, and even though it's not the same conventional swear your oath, I'll follow you into the dark kind of bit, at least there's some kind of organization of all these people and they want to take over some shit. Mhm. Absolutely. Shall we own? Let's own it. And I'm making sure that I read this time so I don't piss off Eric. There you go. <laughs> uh, Theon is talking and he says, It's been a few years since I sailed the ship, and I've never captained one, if truth be told. Still, I'm a Greyjoy and an Iron Man. The sea is in my blood. And Asha says, And your blood will be in the sea if you sail the way you talk. Oh, that's so mean. <laughs> uh, I got one. As soon as Asha develops her... um alias here <laughs> he uh as being the wife of segrin uh he says you're wasted on segrin and then <laughs> she, she says segrin told me this sweet ship is wasted on you oh no the sea bitch <laughs> poor theon <laughs> poor theon it's hard for me to choose a singular own in this chapter because we got to see a lot of new things and ride to a few different places but uh i think hands down that asha will get my own for uh, loosening and untying his pants with one hand without looking. That was pretty skillful. So yep. good on Asha for being able to do stuff like that. And also good on Theon for not freaking out too much that it happened to him. Also, yeah, I know Selena's not on, but uh, she did. Are you going to give her own? Yeah, it was. She, she, she submitted an own uh, to, for me to read, actually. Uh, 
this one goes to Theon um, because she couldn't be on this chapter. Uh, it's Are Theon's you line this up? that says, "Bugger the drowned god! If he troubles us, I'll drown him again." <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool, and apparently Selena agreed. So that's her own for this. Uh, well, also Theon's horse was cool. What Smiler? The Smiler. Smiler. Yeah. You guys don't like the Smiler? Yeah, the Smiler's pretty cool. Absolutely. And uh, I, I mean, I still think maybe somebody will mention it uh, in the owns for uh, from our listeners, but uh, the end of the chapter I thought was pretty own-worthy. I mentioned it a bit earlier, uh, but just how Asha, you know, if you had any doubt that she actually cared about her brother, I mean, she basically saves him from taking a tumble uh, several hundred feet down to the water below. Yeah, okay, that was that was pretty nice. I think that they have a great relationship and, you know, he's been gone for 10 years and he's kind of a sissy. So she's going to give him shit until he becomes the person that she thinks he can be. So all in all, I think that's what I can take away from this chapter. Uh, Siblings, man, we get into it sometimes. And we have some owns here from our listeners. The first one from Karen Smith says, Theon... Uh, 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 she, she screwed me. She screwed me up there by putting the chapter first. Those two eyes. Yeah, Theon too. Uh, she says obviously Asha owned Theon, but my own goes to Otter Gimpney for the best name ever. <laughs> yeah, that is a great name. Very yeah. solid name. I love Otter Gimpney. It sounds like something I'd read, and I keep going back to Redwall or Lord of the Rings. It's a great name, Karen. Of course, we also we also heard from heard. Oh, we heard from my friend. <laughs> We also heard from our friend Pluisa, who sent in, The Starks own the Greyjoys. They turned the little ten-year-old Iron Islands Theon into a Greenlands man, now utterly useless on Pike. Aww. What do you say to that, Eric? What do you say, Eric? Well, I said I added the word utterly into that statement, and that means that I agree with her completely. Oh, wow. I was going to say, you can't alter her own. Yeah, it's true. Inserted adverbs aside, we do have an email from a Miss Beth Meyer who writes in and says, How many owns does Asha get in this chapter? All. She gets all the owns. She answers her own question and she goes on to say, except maybe for one, maybe one for Theon's kick butt horse. While it is nearly impossible to list all of the ways she owns this chapter, may I just note Theon's reaction to the way she walks? She owns him without even actively trying to do so. Thanks, Beth. Thanks, Beth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's like I said, though. It's kind of like missing home and not realizing that you're missing home. That's very sad. Yep. I think you could even argue that the dogs own Theon, particularly in this <laughs> chapter. <laughs> oh, so there you have it, guys. We, uh, you know, we, we go chapter by chapter in these books. We are now 24 chapters inside of A Clash of Kings, and I think we like this. We like going forward one chapter at a time and talking about things that are interesting. I, I do. I'm really looking forward to Friday's episode with uh with Tyrion because Tyrion it's always a good chapter. You know you're gonna have a few laughs. Of course, any any kind of interesting information you can send via our way and owns, you can do that several ways. Uh obviously through email. Email uh address is contact at gameofowns.com. If you have something shorter you want to say and you can fit it into a tweet on twitter.com, we are at Game of Owns mm-hmm. and on Facebook. You can come Facebook us at facebook.com slash game of owns right on our wall. Piss off our wall. Uh, <laughs> Don't piss your off sister our wall. At no, the wall. Do just it. do it. Yes. Everything and, uh, you'd like to do, do it on our wall. Sam yes. won't like that. At least don't do it in the between the hours of, what is it? 
three and five. I don't remember. I forget what it was. Anyway, you can also uh, leave us some comments on winteriscoming.net. There is a post for every episode that we do, and we do like going through and reading your comments, whether they be about random characters in the series or actually uh, pertaining to the episode. That uh, I like the character comments. You do? I do. Which one stands out the most? Which one stands out the most? I'm going to have to go... Someone said Patchface once. That stood out. And uh, then I'm hearing, like, fantastical characters from other series getting thrown in there. So I guess we should just give an award each week to the person with the strangest comment, with the strangest character, with the strangest reference. I like it. Yeah. Sure. Speaking of awards, the Wicknet Awards are happening. We talked about it on Monday, but there is voting to be done on the best comedic scene, which we did discuss on Monday as well. If you missed that, please go back and listen. Voting ends Friday. Please vote responsibly. Get your voice out. Yeah, vote responsibly. Do it. It's fun. (laughs) And of course, another place you can give us feedback is on iTunes. And uh, you all know the deal there by now. The threat from Monday still holds strong. Nothing less than five stars is acceptable in the month of September. Play it smart. It's crazy that we're already here uh, in September. Before we know it, season four will be upon us. It's true. It's... uh, it's really crazy. I mean, I don't, not to uh, to go off in a tangent here on something completely unrelated, but it just, it's mind-blowing that we're already in the month of September. Yeah, I um, don't understand how the time is passing by. And we're only six months away from the air date of season four of Game of Thrones, so how cool is that? So let's hold on to the times that we have together, people listening. Three episodes a week, that's thrice weekly for your ear holes from Game of Oh, I'm Zach. I'm Eric. And I'm Micah. We'll see you Friday for some beard trimming. Bye. <laughs> Bye. talking about right now our fun plan is to say i'm goldar from power rangers rangers <laughs> sorry magic wand make my monster grow. Grow. Rita. <laughs> hey. what do you guys think all right um uh, what were we what were we just saying eric was talking about the season four. Oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah.